0: Your host Steve Hugh and join with me today are two I would just say pretty nerdy fellows uh Tim and Craig uh these gentlemen are going to be talking to me, to me about one of uh, the largest I should say I apologize the largest gaming convention in Florida Crucible uh so gentlemen thank you so much for being on the show tonight
1: oh thank, thank you for having us to be here
0: sure. yeah yeah um how does that feel by the way to know that you run now and i saw on your your website <laughs> you run one of the largest conventions in the southeast well, are the well largest?
2: so as far as gaming conventions go some there are some other ones that could probably make an argument and say they are bigger um but the uh but the truth is we're the largest gaming event of its our kind and in other words we have a uh, widespread of um war gaming and rpgs so that's pretty much our- <laughs> that's yeah. that's there's a yeah there's a couple board, board gaming conventions here but yep. yeah yeah we do board games as well.
0: Wow. How does that make uh, that how does that make you feel?
2: Uh well <laughs> it feels good because we've been working on it a long time. I mean it's uh you know this is 10 years that we've been doing it. This will be our 11th show and um and you know we started really small uh like 35 people mm. and um to grow where we are now which is we're expecting between 600 and 700 people this year. So wow. um and it's just gamers, right? It's not, a, we're not a pop culture event um, mm. at all. You know, there's no, it's not cosplay conf- competitions. Not that there's not anything wrong with that. You know, there's a place for that. And there's obviously a huge market mm. um, and lots of cons that do that, but we don't have, you know, it's not about, um, it's just about coming and playing the games that you love with the people who love the hobbies as much as you do. And,
1: and that's what, that's what it's all about. That's all awesome. As a matter of fact, Craig and I met at a gaming convention. Did you? Yeah. true?
0: Yeah. What gaming convention did you guys meet at?
1: Yeah. uh necronomicon. necronomicon oh i'm sorry Taylor. oh that's sorry. so nope.
0: cute yeah. oh my god
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's our first date <laughs> oh that was awesome
0: well
2: played <laughs>
1: we're like an old married
2: couple
0: oh yeah. that was awesome yeah um, we,
2: there was a there was a convention in um in orlando for a number of years uh that was just really warhammer fantasy and warhammer yeah. 40k and they had a, little, a couple of other things that had like armada and stuff like that okay and um and, uh, and anyway, they did it for a number of years, and when it quit, that's one of the reasons that Crucible uh, became a thing. So
0: so obviously, to run something like this, you have to have a little bit of passion in games, um, arguably. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, Craig, we'll start with you then, Tim. Uh, what, what are some games you're passionate about?
2: Well, so the reason I got into Crucible in the first place is I got really into competitive Warhammer fantasy um, miniatures right so, okay. um, before before Age of Sigmar before um, uh, back in fifth edition I guess is really what it was that I was playing when I first started playing it. and. Um, and I started going to tournaments all over uh, the southeast, and uh, and I started attending that one convention that we just discussed, the Necronomicon, where I met Tim, and uh, and I started to get into other games um, along that way. But way before that, uh, before I ever met a war game, um, I played D D when I was a teenager, and all through my twenties and into my thirties, and and there was a little bit of a lol there, but now I'm back into it big time. So I've never stopped playing games. I play video games. I play board games all the time. I play card games all the time. Um, and uh, and my wife isn't really into any of it.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, that, you know what? My wife's the same way. She's, she's like, hey, this is your special place. You go there, you go do your thing. Um, she allows me. And yes, I will say allow. Uh, she allows me to play <laughs> D&D uh, with a bunch of dudes that I work with. We call it monsters and mailmen. And it's guys that had uh. never played D&D before. And, you know, they got the itch now to the point where it's, hey, Steve, when are we playing d d again? And that's like, guys, I got to spend time with the family. You know, it's I got a wife and kids. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but D&D. Um, so you, you said you play d d So what is your what is your current character you're playing right now?
2: uh well i've got two characters that i'm playing right now one is a nature cleric which everybody Mm -hmm. will tell you is not the best cleric but it's uh i'm just telling you like all clerics in DD fifth edition are fantastic um they just they're just good for the fact that they're clerics um and i'm playing that through the uh rhyme of the frost maiden uh campaign
0: i'm running Um, that right now
2: are you i am there's some genuine good spooky stuff in there. I've got my own complaints about it too, but well, that's nerd shit. So Sorry, <laughs> yeah. do, we, do we swear on this podcast?
0: Yeah, that's fine. You're fine.
2: Okay, All I ask I you do is don't drop
0: on. the F-bomb or I have to censor you. And it's usually like a goose honk or something. <laughs> uh, fair,
2: fair enough, but there may be a, quite a few of those. That's fine. So. You're fine. So, and then the other character I've got is uh, just finishing up the campaign and he's actually a 17th level magic user, which I have to say, in my mm-hmm. entire career playing D&D from the time I was uh, 14 years old, it started back in 1982. Um, the, I've never played an archmage before in any system, mm-hmm. and I've been playing it there and it's a blast being able to cast 8th and ninth little spells. So, All um,
0: right. um <laughs> well- before i go into tim and tim i do want to know all this information from you but you said you're a video gamer so i have to ask because it just came out elden ring have you played it yet
2: no because i'm playing uh destiny to witch queen which came okay. out the week right, before right. um yeah so
0: i've been playing Baldur's gate 3 and for a game that is that is the closest game i've seen to anything that is D based like yeah well done by them and i can't wait till it's fully out uh tim sense. good sir not to be put into yes. the shadows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I started playing games when I was in middle school. Uh-huh. Um, board games. And I call them bookshelf war games. You had the little cardboard squares, uh, NATO, Rommel, Sixth Fleet. And I had a group of uh, friends that we would do all these games. And the re- I call them bookshelf games because they're in a box that fit right on the bookshelf, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then... A group of us got into Starfleet Command, and that's when I got Holy into miniatures cow. with lead, <laughs> you know, Enterprise and constitutional classes and Romulans and Klingons and Gorn. And we would set up. Um, he had this massive um, family room that was uh, um, ceramic tile, mm. and it was gigantic. And we would literally have it would be like you know the old uh, videos from documentaries of World War II where you have the the pool stick. And yeah. they're like moving pieces across the this massive uh, um, oh grid that uh, his what? dad printed up for us. Yeah, and we would play for like a month, and we and his parents would let us like wow. take over this big chunk of their house. <laughs> That's yeah. some
0: like nerdy love right there.
1: It was crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. And we painted them and everything, and then and then we we were at a bookstore and we saw um, second edition um, Warhammer forty k and they're like, oh, that looks interesting. And we got into that and third edition. And then then I got hooked on fantasy moving, you know, Napoleonic blocks of dwarfs was just like, oh, this is so cool. And so, you know, I, I would I saw I played was dwarfs. I had other armies, but I would never play them because dwarfs were so cool to me. No, and well, uh,
0: yeah. When when you played 40k, what, what was your team's go-to? Eldar. Eldar yeah I and self. in
1: Eldar yeah ah, I and see- in Eldar but but I, I I played them because they look like alien robots so they okay. have the constructs right. right yeah and then uh and then some Necrons from second edition they only had two models three models because yeah. there were Terminators and yeah, yeah, that's when teams. Terminators started coming up you know Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and Terminator that was so cool uh, but those were my two forces and then I, I branched I've got tons of armies now like a lot it's crazy. classic
0: crack man that's that's yeah. it's how it gets you it gets you i yeah. am i i will say i i got into 40k actually in um tyranids i was actually it was it was i yeah. got into my first ship in the navy and this was back in uh like 05 06 time frame and they're like hey have you ever heard of this game called 40k and i'm like no what is it and, and so we were sitting there talking and the guy you know takes me by the hand let me show you it was an adventure <laughs> and you know a bunch of Grown sailors are going to this hobby shop, and we're checking it out. And I see tyrannids, and I'm like, "Those are cool." And he's yeah. like, "You need a lot of them, though." And I'm like, "That's okay." And I'm like, "I want them." And they were, you know, I got in. I want to. Th- I want to say it was because they were still metal. So I think it was fourth or fifth edition when they were still third, metal third edition.
1: Plus- yeah, third edition was when they were. Kind of metal and plastic but but some of the bigger models were still metal yeah like um, the, the high yeah. tyrant Tyrant, uh, and the carnifexes yeah. and, and yep. yeah
2: and everybody used the gene sealers from uh space hulk to fill out their uh yep. armies, so those yep. are all plastic oh they were yep. so great i still yep.
0: have those i still actually i got so into it i actually went out of my way to those find are cool. the vintage models and yeah. i have uh an old one eye the original old one eye oh, and i awesome. have the original high tyrants and uh warriors which look nothing like they do now nope
2: but they look awesome but the car the carnifex the screamer killer oh my god they're
0: so great they're so great um and not to age you guys here but you're a little bit on the vintage side of nerd (laughs) culture um it's true when looking back to when you were younger when you were doing like you know your younger ages of them versus right now how much has nerd culture changed or even to the acceptance of nerd culture.
2: I mean, it's mainstream now, isn't it? It is. You uh, look, um, you can talk to anybody about Dungeons and Dragons now.
1: Yeah, right. Without like you could bring it up a in casual
2: conversation, and and people don't bat an eye, and you're likely somebody else in the group is going to be like, "Yeah, what are you playing?" You know, and and, I'll, and yeah. can I get into your group? <laughs> Next yeah. But uh, yeah. So if if that's the case, that's a long ways from where it was when I was a kid. And I mean, I know that that's a cliche at this point, uh, but I, I went through the satanic panic. Um, you know, I I had a friend. We when we bought our first um. I could talk a lot about war games too, by the way, but oh, it seems like I'm talking only about D&D. When I <laughs> got my first D&D books, right, they were the first edition AD&D books. They, um, I bought one. My buddy bought another one, and then my other buddy bought another one. And between the three of us, we had books until that other buddy, who had the Player's Handbook, by the way, um, his mom made him destroy all of his rock records and wanted him to throw away his. Um, his Dungeons and Dragons books oh, book no. really is what it was. And so he sold it to me
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> to get rid of it. And he charged me full price.
0: What is it like 14, what? 15 bucks back in the day? I mean,
2: no, it was like $11. I'm was saying. it? Okay. But <laughs> yeah, still yeah. back in the that's,
0: that's the equivalent of probably about like 30, $40, you know, ti- you, like time, like your yeah. age. And I mean, everything. that was a lot
1: like, to be, you know, yeah, I had, no, well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Paper as a kid, it was like a hundred yeah, bucks.
1: Right? that's two
2: long yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> so that what i'm saying is that was a different time i can remember when freaking um 700 club was had people on talking about how it was leading to demon worship and all this sort of thing and it actually being like pushed on parents and stuff like that so um, so to come to now, when it's like if you aren't into something nerdy, it's like really I don't know if I trust you. So <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I do I do it with my son's Cub Scouts. I do D and D with them. I was like, and I even had that st- because I'm originally from Virginia, and you know the the stigmatism of like devil worship in D and D and like anything like that was it was still relevant in like the early '90s, and so when I came up here and you know I was playing with my son. I said, you know, he's like, I want to play with my friends. I'm like, all right, let's talk to him. And I talked to the other Cub Scouts. I'm like, Hey, are you guys cool with this? And they're like, I'm like, it has monsters. It technically has this. And they're like, yeah, no, it's cool. Parents came down watched for a while. And then they left me with their kids for like three hours to play D and D. They enjoyed it. They get a break. And you know, all these kids get to slash up monsters and stuff. And they were actually pretty good. They worked better as a team. These a bunch of 10 year olds than my six, you know 30 to 45 year olds who i had to worry about being murder hobos and punching kids in like curse of Strahd. yeah i actually had to take them away from Strahd because they they pretty much burnt down an entire village and like killed half the town i'm like okay you guys are bbgs now you guys are the bad guys so we have to you go somewhere else. where
1: you belong yeah i'm like okay so 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 yeah. the craziness about that is two of the biggest fantasy writers that that uh, you know a lot of our universe is driven from c.s lewis and mm-hmm. token are renowned you know christians they were they they went to church and so it seems kind of silly to me how that was twisted and and manipulated to be a weapon to attack it, it just it, it seems super it's silly so
0: funny you say that because i actually what was it back in november i had sandy peterson on the show and he's a he, he does a lot sandy with Peter. his church and he yeah. made doom yeah. like <laughs> doom <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you yeah. don't get much more like air quote devil worshiping pentagrams yeah. and demons well, dude,
2: and- uh, i mean call it cthulhu sandy peterson is i'm sure everybody who would possibly listen to this podcast knows this but sandy peterson is the reason that cthulhu is popular culture
0: I oh mean, yeah
2: he called cthulhu I, he, is what made nice it guy made it such a no a recognizable thing
0: oh yeah so. yeah and he he was but he doesn't claim that though he's like i did stuff but it was you know i brought it to existence but you know it was already there and he he is he's a he was very modest he's about it too
2: yeah 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 i've also noticed he's yeah so he's he's a i don't, I don't know if i'd love playing in his games i don't know if you've <laughs> ever tried to play through like shadows of yogg or anything like that and call it cthulhu but they're brutal. Um and uh, and I get the idea that he's that's the way he DMs, and I'm not sure that I would <laughs> want to be there for it. But uh but yeah, he's one of the most influential guys as far it's, as gaming was, goes. If period. So um yeah, and I watch his YouTube channel all the time. Th- I'm definitely a I, subscriber. I,
0: I back his stuff. I'm excited about uh Dinosaur nineteen forty four. Uh that <laughs> looks like
2: Cthulhu Wars this is a crazy game. Oh,
0: Cthulhu, I have the whole collection i was i actually got nervous about having him on the show because i had it all in the background because i just happened to have it up and i was like oh, i should probably put this away before i look like a stalker <laughs>
2: um, i don't know if you feel that way i mean we're all nerds right He yeah, is. Too. he's a, yeah. he's as big a nerd as anybody you can see yeah. that so.
0: so we came here not to talk about sandy peterson we came here to talk about this amazing thing that you gentlemen have created <laughs> you guys are you are our are, are stars tonight and you have this amazing thing that this gaming convention that you do and uh yeah let's go right into it so what is crucible let's start with that
2: crucible is a three-day uh gaming convention for gamers by gamers mm. pretty much um, we uh we specialize in uh war gaming but more than war gaming really it's it's a uh, competitive war gaming so uh if you like 40k if you like um age of sigmar if you like um, other games like bolt action and uh um uh war machine and uh i'm gonna stall out here Tim, blood, so just, bowl.
1: blood bowl blood you can just Bowl. just throw in anyone
2: you want yep yeah kings of uh, war right we have tournaments all weekend long for all of those games many um depending upon the uh, popularity of the system, there might be multiple um, different tournaments. It's like the format of just, you'd see anywhere else, um, like a Novicon or a Adepticon. same kind of um, that. I, I'll say this about the Wargaming side of it. Uh, our tables, I would put them up against anybody in the entire US. Uh, Tim's uh, amassed a really impressive collection of scenery over the years. The GW side is, is, uh, is crazy. Like you'd want to play on any one of those tables. So, um, So that's one of our sides. And that's really where the the event grew out of. Uh, But we've expanded the uh, con over the years to include uh, board gaming. Um, And we've got another podcast um, that is going to be uh, repping the board gaming area this year, um, the Beans and and Dice podcast. Uh, They're Tampa guys. So they are, um, uh, they're bringing their library. Uh, It's going to be it's going to be great. We're going to have more events around that than we ever have. And then uh, because uh, RPGs are really near and dear to my heart, we do um, a lot of RPGs side too. We try to find good guests to come in um, that you can play games with and um, and listen to. And uh, we've got um, everything from first edition AD&D. There's a whole section of our convention that's called GrogCon. It's put on by the Grog Talk guys. Um, and uh, they uh, they have like 40, 50 um, people who play exclusively old school, um, like TSR and um, uh, Game, not Games Workshop, uh, the Traveler guys, it's slipping my mind right now. Um, um, yeah. The, uh, yeah, but games like that, like that's all they do. And uh, and they have their own section for that. We also do Adventure League for D&D um, and, uh, you know, whatever other free games that other people want to uh, do too. But those are the, usually the big highlights. So, so there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, it goes all day and into the night, um, and uh, we are in a great hotel this year, by the way. I should really put that up first. Um, we are on back on International Drive in Orlando, um, Florida, um, and International Drive is great because there's a ton of bars and restaurants with an easy walking distance, and this hotel is right in the middle of it. Um, it's free parking. It's a nice hotel with Starbucks and um and uh you know, right next door to it, a Wawa on the other side. Um, oh God, a I steakhouse a and all, all that kind of shit. It's, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm up in I'm in up in Connecticut just, right now, so I you don't have those. I just realized that
2: I'm I'm kind of describing it like a strip ball kind of area, it, but it's not like that at all. It's a, it's a it's a timeshare resort that they turned into a hotel. So the um uh it is uh the, the facilities are nice. There are upscale places, I mean, all over the place, you can go out and get drinks and, and and hit a number of different um, chain restaurants too. And you literally just walk across the parking lot to get to them without even have to cross you are across the bridge from Universal Studios, um, both Parks, Islands, Adventure and Universal Studios. Um, It's literally like a short shuttle ride over there should you want to do that but I don't think you're going to want to. Um, Because you're going to want to be playing games all day. That's why you're there. And the people who go to Crucible, by and large, are, like I said, gamers. They're people who love to play games. They love the hobbies that you love just as much as you do. Um, And we've always stressed from the beginning that that's really what we are about and we want to keep it that way. Um, And Tim,
1: is there anything you'd like to add? So, so it's, it, you know, if you, if you look at it, right, I, I was letting the evil, evil master. Uh, well, he did say little, he likes to
0: talk. So he, he does he did
1: say he warned us,
0: you know, so, so we know okay. his plan.
1: Now, now we can adapt and then conquer them as, as superheroes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a joke. So um it's about community. So, I mean, Craig and I met at yeah. a convention, right? I have friends that I see once a year because they live in another part of the country. You know, we talk yeah. online, but we see each other, you know, for three days, once a year. Um, and these, these, these relationships last forever, right? And, and memories that, that are created last forever. Crucible is kind of like the rally point for the community, right? You know, you have all of these events that happen scattered throughout, you know, medium, small ones, large ones. You know, they go to major conventions across the country, but it's still our community and it's our rallying point for our community, for our stores, for, you know, the vendors, right? I mean, it's the whole thing. It's it's really the whole gambit. And, you know, there is a large, a big chunk of it is competitive, but there's a lot of casual play. There's a lot of hobby component that, that uh, now that I'm not as good of a player as I used to be, <laughs> is more important to me. <laughs> Thank pain, you for you saying know. that, Tim. Yeah, yep. the painting uh, part, right? The narrative, building, mm-hmm. building stories behind, you know. The, the the force you have um the army you have right or re replaying a you know a historical battle you know if you're playing one of the historical games um or you go and you play marvel um, crisis protocol and you get to play captain america because you know we all know captain america is the best superhero in all the world uh I, universe, I, galaxy. I'm, no, I'm sorry so, i gotta go exactly Deadpool, right sorry Yeah. So, (laughs) so, so, so then you get Deadpool versus Captain America and you play a game and settle it it on the, on the table. Right. (laughs) Not to mention, right. With the creation of the internet and video games and online video games, this is the last chance to save Western civilization. Right. You play in person face to face. You have to have manners. You have to have sportsmanship. If you don't, you you get ostracized by the community. Right. Yeah. You don't get to play anymore. (laughs) And what fun is playing a board game by yourself or a war game by yourself, right? Oh, or you role-playing by yourself. Tim, role-playing you is the said same point, false. Too. We, are saving,
2: <laughs> right? we are saving Western civilization. You are 100% are. correct.
0: <laughs> now, when I was up in uh, the Chicago, I used to, I've lived all over. I I, I'm, can't settle in one place apparently uh but i did live up in indiana and i I went to adepticon up in chicago and everything and Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to do when i was up there uh was i liked seeing how people partners i liked doing team games and seeing Mm -hmm. like how people get into their themes for their teams uh like uh there was a guy you know this team they were uh, uh they did my little pony and they actually had <laughs> My Little Pony themed stuff. And when they went to come and play you, they had cupcakes there, and they gave them to you whether you won or you lost. Yeah, uh, but that's stuff you get for to that see at cons. board Yeah, like yeah. it's oh, dude, it's it's stuff you get to see like that at even on a competitive level because yeah, it's it's something we have to accept. There is always going to be the gatekeepers. There's always going to be the the overachiever rule lawyer kind of players, and that's just an inevitability in any kind of game when you go into but it's something that I love to see is that bond that you guys were talking about yeah, and that friendships sure. that you build because you yep. get excited and you're looking forward. If you got that cupcake, you're going to be looking for the my little pony Correct. team again. Absolutely.
1: Yep. And, I mean, this is the Highlander. I mean, there can only be one, right? <laughs> so there can only be one champion, right? Yes. And you can strive for that, but if that you, you've got to, you, there, there are other reasons to play, right? Absolutely. I mean, waiting the rest is, of us. is super really cool, right? <laughs> the rest of us, right? Without and, our heads. In
0: yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the paint schemes, I love seeing people paint because oh, yeah.
2: um, hey, I'm oh, an sorry, artist.
0: I love painting. Okay, sorry, I yeah. didn't mean to cut you off there.
2: Nope. No, no. I, I was about to cut you off because I, <laughs> as, as I, said, go I like got talk. so excited. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Well, I was going to say that um, uh, Rick Kastler, multi-golden demon winning uh, painter, um, runs most of uh, the... He runs the painting competition at... Um, crucible and uh and he does seminars and stuff like that as well so um we do we do stuff around painting as well i just want to get that out i don't know yeah, why. No, that was that's, really awkward that's no. <laughs> it's,
0: it's like we do painting no that's good no, that's cool honestly that's really cool i would be i would be super self-conscious to know i'm going against a, a golden demon guy we had one of the guys um actually uh like a, a company called natural art 20 on the show yeah. and the guy showed he he's competed and he has a uh, a golden demon and he's really good and i was like because we we're sitting there that's how we got into it we were talking about painting and i'm like showing him myself he's like wow you're really good and i'm he's like yeah let me show you my stuff and he did this borderlands theme necromunda set and he took like uh, a hive tyrant and made it look all se- uh, cell shaded art and dude i tell you what i was like well i suck i gotta quit now this is
1: <laughs> i'm been. garbage <laughs> <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite memories is playing an ogre army and he had a chef boy rd theme and
2: oh he gave you a God, wooden that's... spoon
1: and his army list was a menu <laughs> oh <my laughs> and he that destroyed like
2: economic on
1: sure right yes there. it was and he destroyed oh. me but i remember that i still have that wooden spoon
0: i, I did it i did a hillbilly <laughs> theme a gene stealer cult army one time so like that's all cool. my uh like the achilles vehicles are uh nascars um <laughs> my my jeans uh, my pray, my patriarch was actually and i still have it somewhere she was is riding a um a, a sump crocodile so i got the four wheel <laughs> sump crocodile i got a rope around it and i got it holding like a bud light or something like that and i got a little <laughs> i had a little hat trucker hat on it and stuff but I know yes. I, I like stupid stuff like that. I or shouldn't call it stupid because it's not, it's fun. It's just like, re, like silly things like that. Um, so now that we've talked about what this is, let's talk about the process that it takes to make such an event like this. This is, this is impressive. The, this is a lot of work that you guys do. Uh, can you kind of give us the, a little bit about what, what goes into making an event?
2: uh sure so so the biggest thing is like say you want to make your own Mm. uh convention um and grow it from something small uh maybe you don't have a lot of money to invest (laughs) (laughs)
1: like
2: us (laughs) uh and uh, but you still want to make it happen uh then you probably want to start small but um you know i see a lot of people like start out in um game stores and i guess Mm. that's probably not a bad way to start because organizing in game stores kind of gets you your name around and it let you know what it's like to run, you know, an event, um, and be have people depend on you. So, um, so that's a good place to start. But the biggest thing when you're when you're trying to anchor an event down, and it still is the same for us. The number one thing is you got to find a space to do it in. Um, and game conventions especially are kind of weird. Uh, if you go to any hotel um and tell them i need space for a, a gaming convention i'm going to put a bunch of tables in there and people are going to stand at them and, and they're going to be like oh you want our whole big ballroom awesome so you're going to have what five thousand people and you're like uh, oh no no not that many, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that many uh because it's not you know they're going to be it's like one or two people per table and they're like oh so inevitably you have those kind of conversations with any hotel you go to to start out um unless you're able to just kind of ensure that everybody will that you can sell all your um, mm-hmm. hotel rooms and that's really where uh the negotiation starts to come in but when you're starting out it's difficult um and it's still difficult now for us so we're yeah, really yeah, the biggest the place we're stress
1: in. the biggest stress oh, is you making only imagine. sure we make make all you, the rooms right we sell all yep. the rooms that's our yeah. biggest stress
0: now you guys said you you make you make the terrain or you you've designed a lot of the terrain tim so, was-
1: so a lot of it is kit bashing, um, you know, stuff that you see around aquarium terrain, um, you know, I've used, you know, 3d printing is a big deal. Now uh, we have a lot of uh, games workshop terrain that we've incorporated um, and, you know, gets assembled and painted and, you know, and then, you know, there's this constant dynamic evolution of how terrain is used in the game. And so you're, <laughs> You're you're scrambling and trying to adapt, right? <laughs> You've got this massive collection and you're trying to accommodate what they, you know, because as as much as we enjoy running the event, it's for the gamers, right? Mm. And so we need to present a an arena that they that they want to play in. So so that's another component, right? Another component is part. making sure that you don't go in tunnel vision, right? And that you you play to your audience, right? because ultimately that's who you are catering to is the gaming community and you provide them what they are expecting and what they want and meeting their or exceeding their expectations right that's the key
0: even as we're having this conversation like in my mind right now i'm keep thinking about warhammer 40k because that's that's my go-to tabletop game but in reality there's everything else you guys had mentioned and there is so many different it's not just about gw there is uh, privateer press they have war machine hordes uh they have uh oh my gosh what's the the beast fighting one where it's uh like on tokyo kind of style but it's not that's not the real one um well that's, that's a board
1: game uh, the king, uh, king of tokyo is that what you No, about? it's not
0: king of tokyo no. oh my god i'm gonna it's gonna kill me now um but it, 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 regardless the point i'm trying to make is there's a ton of them out there i mean heck you even have you, you got your blood bowl you got your necromunda you have again that's all gw but there are a ton arena racks. Kings of war
2: yes kings, kings, of, war kings is, of war is big at um crucible uh cody smith is the guy who organizes it for us um, and he has got this insane community around him they are super enthusiastic guys uh, the armies look great uh, they're big on presentation they love to enjoy themselves all weekend long um, mm-hmm. they're just fun to be around and they're the life of the party so yep
0: what about Heroclix is that a big one up there or down there sorry
2: yeah.
1: for us clicks oh. has never picked up but go oh. ahead Tim I I was laughing because you said down up here. Yeah,
0: yeah, down because I'm Florida. Florida
1: (laughs) is kind of north. (laughs) It's north of the south population (laughs) culture wise, right? Sorry. That was inside humor. (laughs) Uh,
0: I've been waiting. Honestly, as soon as I heard you guys say something about Orlando, I've been waiting for like the Mickey Mouse jokes to come into play. But, you know, (laughs) yeah
2: yeah so here's a funny thing right okay when we started out crucible i think it's funny uh when we started out crucible we were like let's do it in orlando because you know we're all disney world we'll also we'll sell it to people like hey bring your family you know (laughs) have a have a disney vacation while you come and game and as much as we've loved to say that that has been a draw over the years it is not at all it has not been the draw it's gamers want to game they don't want to go to well, Disney World. So, um, so yes, there, I'm sure there's been the, the uh, rare person here and there who had whose wife and kids, probably really just a wife, has come along and gone over to City Walk, you know, or something like that when it's going on. But, uh, but the truth is, uh, the gamers are there to play,
1: and yeah. uh,
2: and 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 if they're going to go and hit Universal Studios, it'll be after the con. So
1: yeah, well, you think about it, right? You're going to send your wife and kids to the amusement park all day. It'll happen for one day, and then your wife will come and kill you. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're no. <laughs> yes, banning sir. her the kids at Disney World or Universal Studios, so yeah, that doesn't happen. It's, so, I,
2: it's I think so we're funny. shitting on one of our selling points here. <laughs> <I> know,
1: <right>? <laughs> <laughs> Can you edit that? No, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but no, you,
2: but look, it, it is right there, and yeah. City Walk is right there, um, which is the Universal Studios, uh, like uh bar district. I mean, you it's all so close to us. So close. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a great time this year. And Florida is pretty much uh, the rules are whatever the rules you want. So, um, so it's, it's, it's going to be good. We're going to have a great time.
0: That's awesome. Um, What are some, let's ask me, let me ask you this. Um, What are are some of your fondest memories that you've had with this con?
1: Tim. Oh, Wow. I like the all-nighters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No. Um, so I'll tell you a funny story. Um, right. Craig came to me and said, Tim, we want um, we want you to uh, uh, bring 40K to Crucible. Uh, this was for Crucible 2. I, I was not um, with Crucible at Crucible 1. It was just War Machine and Hordes. Um, and Craig and Chris, um, a friend of ours came to me and said, Tim, uh, you need, uh, we'd like to have you come in and introduce a warmer 40 K. I go, why do you want to ruin your convention? (laughs) And this is when GW was bad and they were, you know, awful to their players and the players, you know, a lot of them abandoned. We don't talk about the dark ages of GW. We don't talk about those. Right. So, (laughs) so that's, that, that, that is a memory that will last forever. And, uh, they talked me into it and, you know, I came in and, and ran a 40 player, um, a 40-player, uh, 40K tournament on our first uh, for Crystal 2. And uh, all the tables I made, all the terrain I made. And I did it with an Excel spreadsheet. How daunting was that? Uh, it was um, insanely horrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was beg, borrow, or steal, too, right? I mean, yeah. it was like borrowing from your yeah. game shop, um, Coliseum yep. Comics, right? And stuff like that, too, in addition to building his own stuff. Wow. Yeah, we, excel, we all done a lot excel of building in those days
1: oh yeah that's true it, it's, it's running excel um <laughs> excel was horrible yeah
2: <laughs> i work at excel every day buddy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm a like, programmer and, and i find myself using excel all the time it's, about that.
0: it was it was it a lot of nights of like hey beer and pizza come build this stuff with me
1: oh yeah still do it <laughs> It's <laughs> well we do
2: we do better beer parties though we because we actually supply food at Tim's I mean it's usually at Tim's house and uh and so we, we supply a yeah. good refreshments and it's like if for the people who show up they make we make sure yeah that's
0: that's awesome. Um it, that
1: honestly, was a bad memory. Another bad memory was carrying <laughs> me back on that. Up yeah.
2: L- let me pick yeah, let me piggyback on Tim's story because he left out a big part of that. So that year, uh uh the daylight savings time oh, fell, yeah, of course, <laughs> as it always does in the middle of March, right? And we were looking for a time in March uh to put the con in. And for some reason, this hotel had this weekend open. And we were like, all right, that's the one we'll take. Well, that weekend was um daylight savings time, uh, in which the clock springs forward <laughs> and an hour is lost. And that year we had the bright idea to run tournaments for war machine. Um we did three tournaments in one day um, of, of different heats. And then we were going to do the Masters the next day. That three tournaments in one day ended up ending at 4 o'clock in the morning. Jump forward an hour. And then you got to try and sleep for maybe two hours before the tournament starts at 8 a.m. And it was, fuck, oh, I'm sorry. It was
1: <laughs> brutal.
2: <laughs> I saw people, uh, I saw john carter i'll never forget had a, a glazed over look on his eyes like he was a complete zombie he didn't go to sleep in the end because he felt like he would wouldn't get any rest. it was punishing um and uh and as horrible as that is we were also in a hotel uh, in not a great area and not unlike this year and um and it was uh the ac was broken but the the Temperature dropped outside. So we opened up, like literally opened up the windows that you're not really supposed to open uh. in there to have freezing cold air blasting in. And it would only reach like half the room. So, anyway, that's have cr- a long say. ways baby.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I, so I was down in uh, Florida, I actually was down there for the Navy uh, during, yeah. I think it was like 2010 when the Haiti earthquake happened. I was actually stationed down in Miami. Oh, uh, for like three months, and I went to Orlando, and it snowed, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't know you guys got snow down there, which blew my mind, and because I, I packed, you know, I had my military uniforms and stuff, but I, and I had shorts and t-shirts, and I'm like, Ha-ha! and I got down there, and I had to buy pants and a hoodie. Do you know what it's like <laughs> to buy a hoodie from Universal Studios? <laughs> like, it's so stupidly expensive. I'm like, I'm freezing, and I need something to keep warm, because it's snowing, yeah. Oh my God. I do
2: remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. Well, we started in 2012 and that year was 2013 that Tim was describing. So, yeah. Uh, well, it's not going to be like that in October of yes. this year. Yes, or you guys October. Are,
0: what, September? It's going to be great. What day, uh, when is it
2: starting? Uh, this? We are um, September 30th through October 2nd.
0: Okay. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Um, gentlemen, Did you guys have any final thoughts or last things you guys want to say before we do the shameless plugs?
2: (laughs) Isn't that what we were doing this entire time? (laughs) No, no, this is, this is just us chilling. No, 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 no. Where can people,
0: you know, like, yeah. Where can the good people out in the world find you?
2: Uh, Crucibleorlando.com is our website. It's a, you know, just like every year, it's in the process of being updated for next year, so uh, you won't be able to buy tickets there yet. But CrucibleOrlando.com, uh, of course, we're on Facebook as Crucible, um, and uh, and if you do in any kind of gaming kind of circles, and you do a search on Crucible, you'll likely find us as opposed to some sort of metal smithing place um, or the musical or sorry, the musical version of the Crucible by some high school or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, and uh, we're in Orlando florida and uh, this will be our 10th year like i said 11th show um and uh, because we did two in one year in order to switch over to the fall at one point um and we got a great uh t-shirt this year <laughs>
1: yeah <you laughs> and we
2: gonna, we're gonna have awesome pins as well um it's gonna be like a collector's year the swag bag um, we're it yes i i wanted
0: to mention that because i have i stalked your guys website and i saw the swag bag and would, is there is there a little hint you can guys can give us about what might be in the swag bag?
2: Well, so there, well, there's always dice. That's a that's a sure thing. Oh, um, I'm
0: sold. I'm sold out. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's all it takes. I'm a simple man. Yeah, we do D- custom dice awesome. every year. Dice.
2: patches, uh, merch, and stuff like that. But we're also talking to other people about miniatures and uh, bags, like uh, miniature bags, maybe even so. Nice. Uh, it should be good.
0: That's, that's awesome. Tim, did you have any final thoughts?
1: Um, I I can't wait. You know, every year it's you know we just get bigger and bigger and and do cooler and cooler things and um yeah I I just can't wait to see everybody and roll some dice and laugh and have a drink and yeah
2: save Western civilization civilization That's all I gotta say. save Western
0: civilization <laughs> do your uh, that part
1: do your part
0: awesome uh <laughs> gentlemen. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. It has been a true pleasure. And we're definitely going to have to have you guys on again, closer towards uh, when the, you know, Please. yeah, when crucible is about to go down, I know it's going to be hectic for you guys. I know you guys will be running around like chickens with your heads cut off, but you know, having you guys on and just talking a little bit more what to get us all amped up and excited about it a little bit more would be amazing. Truly, truly. Awesome. Would. Um, hey, it's
2: been a pleasure being on. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you're listening to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNA Pod. Our webpage, nerddnapod.com. Again, I have been joined with Tim and Craig from the Crucible Gaming Convention. Sirs, thank you so much and good night. Thank you.
2: Thank you.